The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with the lovely, the amazing, the multi-talented Lindsay Bjorklund. Oh, you know, I'm going to talk behind her back in front of her face, in front of you guys and everybody. I was on with one of our other coaches, Justin, just literally minutes ago, and he's like, Lindsay's the best. She needs a raise. So I was like, uh, I should say that in front of Lindsay. And I'm like, why not say it in front of Cleaning Nation? So if you love Lindsay, give a shout out, put it in the chat. We are live in Facebook right now. If you're listening to the podcast and want to get in on the question asking, join our Facebook group. It is free. Uh, you can email support at growmycleaningcompany.com. Get into the party. Lindsay, what do we got going on today? Who can I help? Let's rock this. All right. So um, today's theme was working less in your cleaning company. Like what's keeping you from clean, uh, from cleaning less, from doing anything less in your cleaning company. Um, so we did get an email, a couple of emails today. One was from John. And John said, my dilemma at the moment is that I don't have enough work. So I need more cleaning accounts. And um, so the pandemic was hard on him and he had to try to find new customers. So what we had to do is work more and get more. But now he's understaffed for accounts. He doesn't mind working, but that was not the idea he originally had when he started his business 24 years ago. So, so there's a couple of things John said that are common i hear from you guys when i talk to you day in and day out that i want to address for everybody guys gals Lindsay and i are recording this january 31st almost february uh 2024 covid guys covid 19 was 2019 i get it didn't come to the states till 2020 and i get that it took a year or two fine it's the longest 2022 boys and girls it's 2024 right? That is like, it drives me nuts when I get 40 year old people that are broke or whatever going, well, I was raised and my mom taught me like that works when you're eight to 24, but enough with that already. So whatever happened in COVID fine. Uh, and by the way, without getting too crazy, we were, we've been operating before, during and after COVID and our clients kicked butt in COVID. So even aside from the fact it's been over, you could have done well in COVID and we've got dozens, I don't know how many exact clients we had during COVID, depending on when you would count COVID, but hundreds uh, generally. And if you want to be conservative, dozens of clients, I can't, I, don't, I haven't counted during that specific time, they kick butt. So please do yourself a favor and stop giving the whole COVID really slowed me down, right? Like, okay, but it's over and it shouldn't have slowed you down. We, again, our clients kick butt. So let's start there. Second, very so sorry john love you brother you are not alone lots of people say that but it just makes me so sad because it's not helpful right i'm not mad at you i just the longer you believe well i'm it was COVID. i'm old i'm young i'm a man i'm a woman i can't i'm depressed they're out to get me not business that's worker bee government cheese thinking right like if you want to get something done you got to be like well let's go right COVID, no COVID. how can i win all right the second piece was Hey, I didn't get into this thing to really start cleaning, and yet here I am. So, first, I hate to say it, but the first step in recovery is identifying the problem. So, sincerely going, okay, I got in wanting this life, and I'm now living that life. I don't want to live that, and I am drawing a line in the sand, deciding I'm not going to live that life anymore. 
So those are the things I wanted to get just in general. COVID's over kids and the first step of saying, hey, I don't want to be a cleaner and I'm a cleaner is recognizing it and kind of not tolerating it, deciding you want something different. That said, Lindsay, I'm a little unclear on what John's exact. I heard a lot of, here's my situation. I'm not really clear on the question he would like me to answer. So if you could hook a brother up with that, I'll do my yeah. best to help. Yeah. Um, he needs more cleaning accounts. How does he get more cleaning accounts? Okay. So I hate to put it if we're going to do a whole show on um, saving more time, getting cleaning accounts, we've done hundreds of shows on that. So I'm going to kind of refer to that. Um, sorry to not answer your question, John, but let's, if we can, I like Lindsay does a good job picking themes and I'm super excited to talk about how to save time. So let me save you some time, John, pick one of the hundreds of episodes we've done on how to get more cleaning clients, check that out. Um, and let's, let's focus on how to get more, how to save time. So what do you got next, Lindsay? All right. Next up, uh, short and sweet question. Gus uh, commented on the Facebook post I set up. How do you replace yourself without taking a loss on profits? That's a good question. And really quick, let me go back to John's thing. Because Why didn't you answer the question just because it's off topic? It's also too general, right? So for everybody, the quality of question that you ask has a lot to do with the caliber of answer that you get. So if you ask a question on a call-in show, that's, you know, what's the meaning of life? You know, how do I get clients? You know, how do I build a million dollar business? These are, I promise you, if there was a two minute answer, someone much smarter and probably better looking than I would have already given it and everyone would be a billionaire by now, right? But if you said, I am residential, I have this much marketing budget, how can I get one client in the next three days or something very specific? We can absolutely help you. But it's a very general question. Like, how do I be a bigger cleaning company. I don't know. There's a lot of answers, you know, well, gosh, I've done a thousand podcasts, pick one of those. Um, how do I, you know, perfect example on the, how do I save time would be a terrible question, but Gus's question of how do you replace yourself without taking a loss, um, on profits? That's a very specific question. I can give you a better answer. So for everybody in life, not just asking questions here on this show, um, you know, really think through the question. I forget who said it, but Getting the good question is the hard part. The answer is the easy part. So really important that you get good questions. The better questions you ask, the better uh, answers you'll get, whether you're asking me, another coach, or even asking yourself in your own head, like thinking through as an owner. So um, the first thing you do to replace yourself without losing profits is you've got to have a mindset shift. The belief that cleaning is how you make money or how you make lots of money is going to kill you. Right. So we've got to start with that. There's a lot of, cause I'm going to give you the tactical, I promise, but you've got to get the mental belief of if you feel like if I'm not cleaning, I'm losing money. It's very hard to get out of cleaning, right? Like you've got to give yourself lots of evidence of that. Right. And if you look at Elon Musk, does he spend his time building rockets with a wrench? I'm guessing he does not. Does he, you know, if I called Tesla right now, would he answer the phone? No. So he's not in the mindset of I have to answer the phone because that'll save me 12 bucks an hour. He's doing bigger tasks. So you've got to switch the mindset from, because if you think I make money cleaning, it's very hard to be an owner, right? Like the the owner of Southwest Airlines isn't going, well, gosh, our pilots make 112 grand a year. I could save 112 grand at the bottom line if I just started flying planes, right? So you've got to change the mindset understanding. Because again, if you go from cleaning to not cleaning, yes, you will lose 20 bucks an hour or whatever it would cost you to pay a cleaner. But if you go from cleaning to running your company, it won't cost you anything. You'll make a ton of money. So the, I'll give you a general answer and I'll give you a specific answer. The general answer is don't stop cleaning to do nothing. That will cost you money. 
Don't stop cleaning to do something equally valuable, other $20 an hour work that will neither make nor save you money. Um, stop cleaning to do higher dollar work, right? If you stop cleaning and start marketing or selling and in, say you're going to clean 40 hours this week, God forbid, um, and you spent 40 hours trying to get a client and you got one client that was 400 bucks a month residential. Well, if they stay two years, that's $10,000. So in that 40 hours, you made $10,000 in gross sales, take off cost of goods sold for cleaners, $5,000 in gross profit. How much did it quote unquote cost you cleaning? So don't just stop cleaning, start doing something higher value. That said, if you want to go even more granular and more tactical and like, well, how do I literally like I'm cleaning and I make 6,500 bucks a month and I need $6,500 to pay bills. How do I stop cleaning? Um, best ways, if you've got a cost of goods sold of about half, we recommend a little less than that, like 45%, but say it's half. You just, every job you sell, you give a new person that job and one of the jobs that you've got, right? So if I've got a job for 400 bucks a month and it, it would cost me $200 a month to pay a cleaner, but I'm doing the cleaning myself. So I get the all 400 supposedly, and I sell another job for $400. It's like, well, I could start cleaning that job and make another $400. I don't want to do that. I could hire a cleaner for that job and I'd make another 200, right? The 400 I would get from the client minus the 200 to give the cleaner, or I could give the cleaner, hire someone to a cleaner, do that job and give them one of the jobs that I'm doing now. So my income would increase by $400, but my payroll would increase by $400, but I would have one more new job and one less job that I'm cleaning. So you just job for job, swap them out. Every time you sell a job, you give that job away, plus another job, your cash flow will stay exactly the same. And once you've sold exactly the number of jobs that you have are currently doing, as long as your cost of goods sold is half, you will have no more jobs. Um, so there is a very tactical way, but honestly, first and foremost, change your mindset about cleaning Zeke, make money and ask yourself a better question. What could I replace my time cleaning with that would make me not just $20 an hour, but $200 an hour? That's the right answer. All right. That helped. I feel like that was a bit long, Lindsay. I always use my sounding board of, am I making sense or am I talking crazy talk? I heard minimal crazy talk. I think you answered minimal. it. <laughs> I'll settle for minimal. That's a good day. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now back to the show. All right. The next question, I kind of scoured through our free Facebook group and, and saw some really good questions. So I thought I would bring them up today. Um, Jen in a Facebook group post today said, when you need to take a break from social media, how do you manage your business pages and Facebook, et cetera? She says most of her business comes from Facebook. So she's wondering how she can manage it without her having to be on social media all day, basically. Yeah. So again, I hate to always go back to mindset, but it's almost always mindset. So the big problem is we're unclear of what social media is or how we are choosing to interact with it. So I'm very clear my beliefs and I'll share my beliefs with you and maybe you could adopt them if they're helpful and that would help. So I spend, and I'll, I'll scroll Twitter every now and again. So I don't want to be like all, I hate those people like, I don't have a TV in my home. I never watch TV, like all superior, like, all right, good for you. I have a TV and watch it sometimes. So I don't want to be one of those guys like I'm never on social media because that's not true. I know Instagram. I've cut that out because that's sorry, Instagram folks. It's just for me, those are just a huge waste of time. Even Twitter is probably not great. Unless you count podcasts as social media. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So 
Um, either way, I when it comes to Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, certainly those three, I see myself as a content creator, not a content consumer. So it really is just a little bit of discipline. So if I go in, like, if I was going to a party where everybody was smoking and I saw myself as a smoker, I would have temptation to smoke. Why wouldn't I? When I go to a party, if there's a bunch of people smoking, I, my identity is not a smoker. So if someone, everyone's smoking and someone's like, would you like a cigarette? I don't go, I don't think it through or have any matrix in my mind. I just give a pretty quick, oh, I don't smoke. Like, that's that. So when I go onto Facebook or any other social media, I'm not really tempted to go do stuff because I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm a content creator and not a content consumer. So first and foremost, you just got to change your mindset about that. Second of all, I don't personally do a lot of the Facebook. Like we have a Facebook group for our clients that I'll kind of personally interact with, but that's it. Like Facebook, my Facebook group, that's my group. I'm not on Facebook at all other than that. So you could, if you're really just not because I'm not disciplined because I'm too lazy to po physically post it. So yeah, I guess you could pay somebody, but if I was a small owner of a cleaning company and I was trying to get clients, I would probably post the stuff myself and engage myself. But again, you just have to go in as I am a content creator. I'm not a content consumer and I would set myself metrics. So I wouldn't just like get on my, my computer, my laptop, or my phone and sit in bed and be like, I'm working. I would be like, I am going to make six posts. I'm going to comment on in these different groups. I'm going to comment on, I'm going to respond to 25 other comments and I'm going to make two offers and I'm going to give myself 20 minutes. So I would have a very specific, these are the outcomes I'm going to get. This is the time frame. And I would go in with a content creator mindset, not a content consumer mindset. Mm, that is such good advice because especially Facebook and Instagram are created just to keep you in the program. Like every time I log into Instagram, especially they're coming up with more ways to keep you in the app and not go to other apps, like go to your browser and stuff. So that's a really good advice. I'm, I'm going to like put a post-it note on my laptop to remind me of that. So I am a creator, not a consumer. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's because so, all they want you to do is consume. Okay. Off my soapbox. Um, Angie in the chat, live chat. Hey, Angie, what's up? Angie says, a little off topic, but let's take your question. I feel like one of my girls is milking the clock. How can I make her more efficient? That's such a good question. And I, I would say that's on topic. We're talking about how to save time. Like it can be your sure. time. It could be other people's time. I think we're we're tangentially good. We're going to give it to you. What, would, what you said, that's Angie? Angie. Mm -hmm. All right, contributing to the conversation, Angie. Nicely done. So I'm going to give, because <laughs> I'm a terrible human and I can't ever just answer a question straight up. I'm going to give two answers. I know Lindsay's like, God bless it. One of these days, he's going to answer a question directly in 10 seconds. But you'll, one of them, <laughs> not today. <laughs> um, okay. So the more global question I want for all of Cleaning Nation is most of the time when people feel that A, jobs are taking too long or their cost of goods sold, their payroll is too high, they go to the wrong end of the stick, which is I'm going to whip my client, I'm going to whip my employees and make them go faster or beg or encourage or, you know, carrot stick, bring cokes, yell at them, scream, beg, make an owner's manual, better training, whatever crazy thing we think is going to work. Um, it's almost always just raise prices, right? That, that's the right end of the stick is charge the clients enough to actually get the job done. So most of the time we go, well, if it was me and my, who owns the company and has a different motivation from every other human on the face of the earth that does not own the company. 
if it was me and I was super motivated and I cared about this client, I was cashing all the check, not just a little bit of the check, I would be able to get it done. And I was had all these things to do and you know, whatever, I would get it done in an hour or two hours, however long it would take. And then we, if nothing went wrong, if I have all my tools and I never make a mistake and blah, 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 and no one's training and there's no, nothing that the customer wants done extra and everything's completely normal and it's a perfect day and everything's right on, it would take an hour. So we bid an hour. And then our people average somewhere between 56 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. And we're like, you go faster, you're milking the clock, you're being lazy, blah, 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 blah. So just remember, if you have a real business, so if you're the owner, yeah, I guess you could do everything quickly and whatever. But if you want to have a real business, then you're going to have cleaners do it. And they're going to have good days and bad days. And you're going to have slow cleaners and fast cleaners. Some cleaners are going to be training. Sometimes it'll be muddy out. Sometimes a customer will be there. Sometimes they'll ask for more stuff. All manner of things can make it take longer. So I'm just going to assume it's, and you're like, well, if I was there and I watched her, okay, great. You could get it down to an hour, but are you going to do that? Well, no. Okay. So when you leave, how long, an hour and 15. So just bid it an hour and 15, right? And if you're, you bid it an hour flat and it could be done in some perfect world an hour flat and it's taking an hour 15. That's not a cleaning problem. So that's 80, 80% of the time. That's the problem. Uh, because Angie was kind enough to ask the question. I'm just going to assume that is not the situation in her area. And this employee is absolutely milking the clock, right? Like she is. And again, I, I'll give about 10, 15%. So say it's supposed to take an, and I know most jobs take much more than an hour, but hours just easy math. So say it's supposed to take an hour and they're taking an hour, 10, hour, 15. I might have a little conversation. The way we coach is how long it takes them to do the job as part of their bonus structure. So they lose that part of their bonus structure if they're consistently over. Um, but that's not milking the clock to me. And I know that Angie's not saying that's what is happening in her world. If it's supposed to take an hour, it's taking an hour 45, that's a problem, right? So we kind of got to look at, there's a little nuance to this conversation. We have to look at degree of issue, right? And if it took one job, an hour 45, and she had a good reason, completely different, then it always takes her an hour and a half to two hours no matter what, and every time, no matter who that person works with, that's a different kettle of fish. So first and foremost, get get the facts straight, so to speak. And then second, I'm just going to have a core values-based conversation. Like So for us, it's have fun, make money, be real, and help out. And I'm going to go, hey, Lindsay, you know, average, not me, right? But the average cleaner that's just like you takes an hour and a half to do this job. It's taking you two hours. Let's just walk through. Is it more fun for you, your partner, me, the client, everybody involved? If you're there for two hours as opposed to an hour and a half, probably not. It seems less fun to me. Definitely less fun for your partner. The, the owner is probably like, come on, let's go. And trust me as an owner, it is less fun. So we violated that core values. How about make money? Do you think in the long run, you'll make money taking half again as long to do the job as anyone else? What about the company? What about the client? Like nobody's making money. You might make an extra nickel today because you're melting the clock somehow, but what you think we don't have more hours to give you, you know, more jobs. I'll get you more jobs. If you want more jobs, don't just take longer. So it's not really making money. It's certainly not fun. Um, are you helping out? Obviously not, because your 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 partner's probably working twice as hard trying to get the heck out of there, right? And um, be real. I'm being real with you right now. You got to do your job, and I got to be honest with you. I feel like me and maybe your partner feel like you're not holding up your end of the deal. So if you just have a core values based conversation, there's only two options. One, Lindsay's not a core values match, and she doesn't believe in those things. In which case, it's not really a she's taking too long issue. It's she believes in X, Y, and Z, but we're all at this company going A, B, and C. And this is a good opportunity for me to help her transition to a job where they're going to appreciate her and where she's like, I fit in. These are my people. Like my values match their values. If she does share my values, I don't have to beat her up because she wants to have fun, make money, be real, and help out. And when she sees like, this is the opposite of what I actually want, she's usually going to self-correct. So long story short, it's almost always raise price, not beat your people to go faster. If and when it is 
people to go faster. It's either not a 90% of the time it's a core values match and we got to deal with that separately. And then I guess in the very 1% of 1%, the very rare time where Lindsay's just physically incapable of going fast enough. And again, I'm okay if she's an hour 15, but she's great in every other area and everyone else is an hour. We're fine with that. But if it's an hour 45, she's just physically incapable of doing it in a reasonable amount of time or profitable amount of time, then we just part friends, right? It's not, she's not a bad person, but I'm not a brain surgeon, right? So it doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but you're just going to be like, Hey Mike, I'm going to pass on having you with the scalpel on my scalp, right? Let's just, it, it's fine. I just, it's not something I'm able to do at this point in my life. So Cool. That makes sense. Angie slash Lindsay. Actually, Angie can't respond. So you have to respond for Angie and yourself, Lindsay. Yeah, I think it does make sense. Yes. All right. I have talked way too long. So we have time for zero to one more questions, Lindsay. I will let you make the decision. Oh, um, actually, I think we're good today. I, ha I have some saved up for next week. I saw some more good posts, but they're, they're long questions. So we'll save those. And Angie says, yes, you answered her question. Big virtual hug, Angie. If you're happy, I'm happy. Excited to hear what we got next week. Sorry, I took uh, such long times, but I always want to make sure I'm doing best I can to give everyone value as well as the person asking the question. Guys, gals, if this was helpful and you would like more support, more help, more information, more of what you need to grow a million dollar cleaning company, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. I don't think we have anything for sale there, just a ton of resources to help. Uh, same with the Facebook group, uh, I don't know, 17,000 owners of cleaning companies. Come check it out. We're here for you. Talk soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.